Alrighty, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Bare Naked Health Podcast. And on the line today, I have Joel Eshelman. Joel, first question I ask everybody who comes on the show is share with us your health journey up until this point. Wow. Um, so <laughs> um, I've always been, I would like to say, relatively healthy. I've always been active, uh, played sports growing up, um, went into, I think, you know, high school, played sports, was very active, um, beyond high school, played intramural sports, um, worked out a lot. Uh, and it was just kind of always been about part of something that I have done. Um, my background, um, schooling was in, um, kind of the health and wellness, but I didn't like, um, touching people. So it was physical therapy. Um, but I don't like, yeah. So, um, and I kind of fell into what I do now, um, by chance, like I'm an, like I always tell people I'm a fitness entrepreneur by chance. I, I didn't like wake up and go, Oh my gosh, this is what I want to do. I just kind of fell into it and ended up being really good at it. And, um, it's just been kind of a part of my life, obviously, because it's my brand. Um, it's something not only do I enjoy doing, uh, working out, finding new ways to, you know, push my own body, um, in different things, but it's just been, it's yeah, part of my brand, but it's, like I am my brand, right? So um, it's finding things that I enjoy doing, you know, as I get a little bit older, um, I'm approaching 40, um, but that I can do and I don't like to do anything that I'm not good at, or I'll be obsessive about doing it. So like this year, I took up boxing this last year. And so I hired a private coach, because I didn't want to like go and punch out my emotions on a bag in some random class with a bunch of people. I really want to rest your elbows, your shoulders, yeah. I mean, everything from doing that too. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to learn, like, I want to learn the art and I'm obsessed with it and it's so fun. And, um, now it's something that I'm holding bits for people too. And I'm, cause I've worked with some really great coaches and I've, that's kind of what I do is when I want to do something, I immerse myself in it. And then I teach it except for golf. I will not teach people golf. Cause it's my, it's my, it's my getaway. Um, so that's the one thing I will not teach. Uh, people and you don't want to learn from me. So that's kind of my journey. So I've been, I've, I've maintained a certain level of health. Now I'm not walking around shirtless with a six pack all the time. If not ever, that's just not my idea of health. Um, but what I am doing is I'm continually staying active. Um, whether it's, you know, working out, boxing, um, playing golf, if you call that active riding around in a cart, but, um, yeah, you know, I'm out. I like to be out. I like to be active. And that's where I'm, that's where I'm at. So. So one of the things I want to touch in there is you are your own brand kind of right. Like mm -hmm. share with people what that means to you, because I think that's a really important people or a really important part that some people lose track of, uh, on their journeys into, uh, whatever really space they're getting into. Right. And I, th I think that's so important to remember. I don't care if you're in real estate. I don't care if you're, um, in sales. Like when I, sit down like everybody is their own brand these days if you've heard about personal branding it doesn't matter what you do it doesn't matter who you work for people know people do business or people you know associate with people they know like and trust and if you're not congruent with your brand like would i don't know if i'd ever want to buy a house from a real estate agent that doesn't own a house themselves does that make sense or um you know if someone i don't anything that they do you want somebody to be a representation of whatever it is that they do. Right. So, um, my buddy, I think a good example is how many healthcare practitioners would do not want to take health advice from doctors. Like, that's what I mean. Like looking <laughs> at it from that standpoint, right? Like you look at a lot of them and yes, they might have that knowledge base, 
but they're clearly not applying that. They're doing the acute model of the Western medicine. They're not applying it to an overall health of, of, of the body for a long term. Right. So if a, if a 300 pound heart surgeon tells <laughs> me that I need to get on a treadmill because I'm a, I have a risk for a heart attack, I'm going to look at him and go, really? Um, like a nutritionist who is like sitting down and eating Jimmy John's and not saying that Jimmy John's is bad, but they're maybe they're like overweight or they're not following their own advice. Um, and I, and again, I say this with grace because we all have our things. We're all human. We all, yes. I've had my moments, uh, like I worked out really hard and heavy for six years straight lifting heavyweights, you know, and I took this summer off. All I did was box and golf and my body felt amazing. Now I felt like a little pansy a couple of times when I had to go pick up weights for clients or something like that. So I was like, okay, it's time to get back into, it. but my goals have changed and evolved over the years um, as I continually evolve. And um, so it's finding ways to still be congruent with my brand that speaks to me. Um, and understanding that too, like, like again, having the grace for people and like I've had to have for myself, like, I'm, I'm still a human being, but as long as that's still one of your principles, no matter what you do, I think that's super important. So does that make sense? No, no and, and it absolutely does. And I'm curious, maybe beyond like you said, okay, well, you couldn't lift up the barbell, but uh, maybe it's quite as heavy, but what have you, what did you really learn taking that time off, like changing up what you're doing? Cause I'm sure there's a lot to be said for, okay, just trying a lot of maybe different things or just giving your body a rest from something. Right. Well, giving your body, your mind a rest from something when you go really hard um, for a really long time. I think that you, you, I tell people this in business and in life, you can't run in six gear all the time. Right. And so you have to have that pullback. And I, 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 I just took the opportunity. Everything derives around my golf game actually. So if, if, it, if my body, if like I hurt my, how it started is I um, had separation in my forearms from pulling a snatch. And I was like, I couldn't grip a golf club. I was like, I'm done. Like, I can't grip a golf club. That was my body telling me, okay, you need to back off a little bit. And I listened to my body. I backed off. And I ended up just being relaxed about it and being okay with saying, okay, I'm going to take this summer and I'm just going to do what feels good for my body right now. And I can always come back. You know what I mean? I can always do, I can always get back to it. And now it's finding the ways. Um, I'm doing a lot of like uh, body weight. Uh, I'm, I'm still lifting. I just don't lift as hard and I don't, there's no reason I need to pick up 500 pounds anymore. Like that's just not my goals. Um, so I'm really focused on movement right now. Um, and as it attributes to everyday life. So uh, a lot of rotation, a lot of activation of different muscles, uh, within exercises, a lot of band work, which is really different for me. Um, and then, you know, the boxing, which is like, I'm obsessed. It's so fun. So and there, there, that brings that whole rotational component and moving properly with it rather than just, I mean, moving from the extremities, like you're using everything to generate that force too, not only for boxing, but I mean, I can't imagine that probably has a ton of carryover for you for golf actually. Too. It does. It does rotation, uh, getting your, your, your glutes to fire at the right time, uh, being, uh, like hot, not hyper mobile, but mobile enough to make sure that you aren't susceptible to injury because you can get injured doing anything. Um, so just I, what, what I'm doing is right now is I'm just listening to my body, which I tell people to do all the time. Um, and finding that new mode of operation that I'm still feeling really good. I feel strong. I feel strong in the things that I really want to do. And I think that's just so important and it's important for other people too. Um, just because your buddy does CrossFit doesn't mean that that's the right thing for you. Just because 
um, somebody likes to go to a nine rounds or a, a title boxing club. It doesn't mean it's necessarily for you. I think it's super important for people to explore different things and find what really speaks to them and then continually expand on that. Um, that's, I, I preach it all day long. So now, okay. Talking about like being able to preach it all day long. Like when you are at your gym, when you're at apex, what, what separates you guys? Because one of the things that I saw and I, and I want you to touch on too, is like that personalized group training. So, I mean, mm-hmm. group training is huge right now. Uh, but I liked, uh, even just like checking out some of the stuff on your website, like the, the way that you guys do it sounded a little bit different. Like if you want to get into some of that, because I think this is a really cool way to go about something like that. Yeah. So it kind of evolved. So I used to just train people one-on-one and that was a lot of hours. <laughs> and so, um, I had to find a way to still serve people and bring on more people without trading my time. But I had been a part of, I'd worked out in group workouts before. Um, I was a CrossFitter for a long time. Um, I had done um, some endurance coaching in a group setting. But what I, and I loved those, but what I didn't care for was that there wasn't a lot of scalability. You either did the workout or you didn't. And um, it wasn't personal. So, what I did is I came up with a concept where I started to write the workouts for every single person, for every single group um, that they attended. Now, that doesn't mean that I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in the oldies are the goodies. Um, so you're never going to see my clients on a BOSU ball, like with a standing on one leg with a band, like over their head and doing something that I have, I wouldn't be able to do. Um, but what I did do is I started, so I wanted to have a a group setting where my mom could work out with one of my high school athletes. Does that make sense? So, um, was, that's what we started doing. So we write the workouts for every single person that comes into every single group based on what their goals are. And so even if you've never worked out a day in your life, you could work out in one of these groups because you're doing your own thing. You have your own workout with your own repetitions, your own, you know, rounds, the cardio that fits for where you're at physically. Um, that's all based on where you're at. And so I, it works. We have almost, we have a little over a hundred people who rotate through, you know, 14 groups a week and um, they all come in and we've written their workouts previously based on what their goals are. What I have people who do my periodized strength programming. I have people who do kind of like my general fitness people who it's more of uh, metabolic conditioning where um, they do cardio, then a circuit of strength, more cardio, circuit of strength, more cardio, circuit of strength. It's kind of like a club sandwich uh, of a workout. And so um, that most of those people do that. I have really sport specific people, people who um, are, I have a lot of golfers, like uh, men who are between 40 and 60 years old who want to continue to play golf at the level that they do. So I have a lot of those guys who come in and they, we do a strength set, we do uh, mobility um, and then work on a lot of rotation, a lot of band work, a lot of things that are very practical to golf. So um, that's kind of how we do it. And uh, it's, it's been working really, really well. People, uh, people love it. It's, it's, it's really weird because I have some people who you never imagine it going this way. I have some people who come in, put their headphones on, grab their workout, and then they just go. And I'm like, hey, are you okay? Like, are you doing? And they're like, yeah, they're great. They want the accountability of knowing someone's there is, is expecting them. And they don't want to have to think when they get there. And if for a lot of them, if they've been with me for a long time, they know kind of what to do. And so they're just coming in, they just do what they do. And like, they'll be, they'll leave and I'll be like, see you later, you know, but I'm always checking in. We're always checking in. You just never really see it going that way, but it's really evolved into something where 
I, it, it speaks to so many people because um, you can train the people that really need that extra push, that extra, that extra training. And then you, it speaks to the people who really don't even want to talk to you, I guess, <laughs> where they just, but the, what they want is they want to not think about what they will have to do in the gym and they need to be accountable to somebody. So. But they want to be able to be there at 1230 on that mm-hmm. Tuesday afternoon, because that's when they're going to go. But if they don't have somebody to say, Hey, I expect you to be here. Here's your workout. They're never going to do it. Too. Yep. They're never going to do it. So it's been a cool, it's been a really cool evolution. And, um, I think people are really, really loving it. So no. And I like that because it's not, it's not one workout just scale differently, like with different weights or anything like that. No, I mean, it's like, it's a true customization of it, which is very different rather than, okay, five people walk in, uh, everybody's doing pushups, pull-ups, squats. Right. Okay. But if, if you can't squat well, like, okay, maybe you need to work on that. Like you said, that mobility to be able to get to a proper squat you can't even hold a push up. Why are we trying to do that? Like getting right. So it's it, rather than, Oh, we'll just give you an easier push up or an easier squat. No, I mean, make it right first and then right. uh, focus it on each of those goals. I, I, I think that's an awesome concept. So thank you for sharing that. I think, I think that's something that a lot of people can uh, learn from or at least start to think about like, okay, what am I doing with my group classes? Like it should it look a little bit different then too. Right. And I, what I've seen, you know, that's out there. Um, very few people are doing what, what we do, um, where the workouts are designed specifically, um, for the individual, um, outside of, like you said, one-on-one training, which right. not everybody can afford that, but you want to have options because it, I'd rather have somebody in a group setting for sure. Uh, and maybe a little less instruction, like they can't get that perfect one-on-one, uh, and they're at least getting pretty darn good coaching versus None at all. Right. Right. And it frees up the, if as a trainer, I, if a lot of trainers are listening to this, yeah, yeah. Um, it frees you up um, from, and I think every trainer, if you're putting your heart and soul into what you do um, can be emotionally taxing sometimes. Right. And with group training, um, it, it doesn't become that anymore. And uh, I know when I was one-on-one training, like just strictly one-on-one training, I'd come home just emotionally exhausted. Not that I had to take on all my clients' problems, but as we know we're also therapists who are underpaid um, sometimes. So uh, it, it frees you up to really do what you're set there to do, right? Is to train people. And I, don't, I truly believe that not everybody needs someone standing over them for 30, 45 minutes, an hour long session. They need direction. They need you to pop in and make sure that they're doing the right thing. Um, you, they need it's a little bit of encouragement here and there. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, great job. Make sure that your knees are falling. You know, make sure that you're not coming too forward on your knees. I can point and be like, Hey, Christine, no, you need to grab a different kettlebell and then still be talking to Joanne, you know, at the same time and being like, Nope, you're going to sit down on the bench because you're not, you're not hitting the depth in your squat. You're going to come up from here. And I'm like, Carlos, you're going to add tens to your next squat if he's in the barbells. Uh, so I can just, you architect it. You're just architecting the room um, and, and popping in with everybody and checking in. So it's, it works out pretty well. Now going off of that. So have you like, do you, so you do, I mean, other like business types of coaching then too, like, have mm-hmm. you been trying to like just work with people to get an understanding of, of this process? I mean, just so I'm, I'm kind of curious, like what else, what else do you do? Like uh, uh, from that gym, uh, like entrepreneur, uh, aspect, please. So, um, there's a few different things that I do. Uh, I have definitely the entrepreneur, uh, 
I don't know if it's a gift or a curse. Sometimes it just depends. <laughs> it depends um, what project it, it is. It depends <laughs> on the project, right? Uh, so I do business coaching for fitness professionals or service professionals. I've worked with a hairstylist before. I've worked with a massage therapist before because I think that still it's a service business. So a lot of the same things can be applied. Um, but generally Which, people- If you wouldn't mind touching on Joel, before I forget, like that's one of the things I, I thought was awesome about your website. You have like those other small business partners that- Okay, they're not directly in your field, but I think there was like uh, something for like cars on there or something, right? Mm -hmm. uh, where yeah. it's like, yeah, why can't a mechanic and a gym work together? Like, hey, you want somebody reputable? Uh, hey, if, if your clients are coming in and, oh man, I, I'm having car trouble again, like that's another stressor that they don't need. But if you have somebody that you can help them out with that and vice versa, like that's actually a huge way just to make great relationships right there. I do that. Um, you know, it's funny that you bring that up because I just was talking with somebody about it as like you, a, a coaching client actually is like, if I were you, I would look at all the businesses within a five mile radius and then become a regular at those or yeah. create relationships. I do that all the time. I do it with restaurants. I do it with my auto body shop. I do it with a lot of my clients. You know what I mean? Like, so one of my clients owns Dex direct. Um, and so uh, he's on that website because if somebody always are, it's Minnesota. So all those house projects come up, you know, in the springtime, people are like, Oh yeah, I'm rebuilding my deck. I can say, Hey, you should really look on my website to talk to, you should contact Dex direct, blah, blah, blah. No, I, I'm always about giving referrals and especially to people I know, like, and trust. Um, and especially clients too, because it's one of the best things I think that you can do is, um, give back to them. And if you're a business owner, one of the biggest things that you, we all understand is that one of the best compliments is to get a referral and it's for me to refer you. And, um, so I'm really big in that. And I, when I started my business, I became the mayor of my area. Like I wanted to know, you know, I, every, from the places I went to eat, I go there regularly from where I do my coffee meetings, even though I don't drink coffee. Um, I, that people know who I am when I walk in the door and I wanted to make sure that because when they're thinking like, man, ah, I could really get in shape or somebody's talking about it. Who do you think the first person that they think of is? It's me. That's what it's about. It's it, yeah. being in the front of people's minds. I mean, it's so easy to get distracted. I mean, we're, we're talking on a computer and we could have a million notifications be popping up just right now. Like if you go on social media, like all the same things, like so easy to get distracted with all that. But Hey, if you're, present and if you're there and if you're making that true one-on-one -on -one connection with people on a regular basis they're not mm -hmm. gonna forget it and you, what i tell people too is you can't go into it expecting anything you have to go right. into it with the idea that this is good for everybody involved including yourself so i have relationships that i've been cultivating for years and nothing comes out of it um right away but all of a sudden something will happen and something will click and they'll send somebody and you never know what that's going to lead to um, I had somebody just refer me somebody the other day who then said, Oh my gosh, my sister and my mom would love this too. So all of a sudden their sister and their mom loved it. They came in, sister and mom loved it. Sister said, my husband would love this, brought her husband. So just from that one thing. So that's four people that enrolled with our programs because of a relationship I've been cultivating for probably six years. And I didn't even know. I, I was like, Oh, awesome. That's great. Right. <laughs> so you never know. Um, it's just one of those things that I, I made a, I just made a very conscious and intentional effort to do. And I continue to do it, um, as, as my business grows. So don't like coffee. What's, what, what are you, what are you drinking? Are you a tea guy? Uh, so I'm a, 
so I, I'm in network marketing and I drink these little, we call them e-shots there. Um, uh, like it's the equivalent of a cup of coffee in caffeine, um, but it's green tea extract. And then uh, it's also um, adaptogenic herbs. So it helps with mental focus too. And um, I just don't like the taste of coffee. Like I don't care how you <laughs> dice it up. I could just taste like dirt. I like tea though, which is really weird. I like to taste leaves, but I don't like to taste dirt. So I don't know. It's just weird. I've tried it with everything. Everything. Now, how about specific adaptogens? Are there ones that you like better than any others or just like they seem to really resonate with you? Um, you know, so with the company, we have a, a, a product where it has pretty much, I think it's like 17 different adaptogenic herbs in it. And I drink it like it's, I used to call it my woo-woo juice because I didn't believe in all of it until I didn't take it. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, I drink it three times a day, religiously, morning, afternoon and then before i go to bed because if anybody knows what adaptogenic herbs do is they help just kind of your nervous system be prepared for whatever it is that your body is going to do and so um it saves me from really hard workouts i'll take it after a workout um and then i'll take it before bed to help me sleep um now if you have been hyper before bed and you take it uh it can go the reverse effect so you have to really be mindful um of your state, I guess you should say, I could say, um, before you take it before to bed, because it could send you into, um, you know, the other direction and you could be up for a while. So, yeah. And I think that's where everybody has to learn their own bodies from that standpoint. Like mm -hmm. every, no matter, it, it could be caffeine and you're still going to have people like, Oh yeah, I can like, they, they metabolize caffeine just very differently than anybody else. So it's same thing. Like you have some type of adaptation before bed somebody can somebody could take it in the morning and they're like whoa i'm ready to go uh and they could somebody else could take that same thing before bed and 30 seconds later i mean they're just passed out on their pillow too i mean it, yeah. it's so individualized as well i mean i think with anything uh that we put into our bodies really yeah absolutely absolutely um yeah but the, the off tangent a little bit but adaptogens have been one of the biggest game changers for me in my in my mental state like how i go throughout my day how I sleep at night. It's just, it's just been a huge, huge game changer. So love so them. Speaking of like, just uh, throughout the day, like, do you have, I mean, do you subscribe to a specific routine, daily routine, morning routine, anything like that? Absolutely. And does it look different weekdays, weekends? I mean, how, how does that go for you? Um, so yes, I do. So every morning I wake up and I um, say my gratitudes, uh, things that I'm grateful for. Um, and then my affirmations, um, I'm a huge believer in, um, I guess you could just, for lack of a better term, the law of attraction. And so I'm very intentional about the way I start my days, um, 95% of the time. Um, and so I wake up, do my gratitudes. Um, I, I pray, I, um, do my affirmations and then I generally will try and either read or, um, journal. I, I read one day, journal the next day, um, or listen to a reader, listen to a podcast or, and then journal. So I'm every other day on that. So, um, and then I get going with my day and I set my intentions for the day. I'll look over my calendar, um, and then see what's there. What, what can I, what do I need to get done? I'll have a list of things that I generally need to accomplish. Like these are non-negotiables. Um, and then I have a kind of like, okay, if I get these non-negotiables done, then I need to start working on this. And then if I bleed into that, it's just like a prior to it, priority list, like if that makes sense. And then I plug in those things daily. So, 
um, because my schedule can change if somebody cancels or this, but I'll plug it into, um, I call it time blocking. We've all heard of it or most people have. And then, um, just being very intentional and completing those tasks for the day. I, I think the biggest thing you said there is like, okay, everybody's busy. It's like, don't, don't try and be like, Oh yeah, you're not busy. No, it's like everybody's busy, but you're prioritizing. And that's the biggest difference. It's don't do something easy just cause you can get it done. Get those big things first. And then if you have extra time, okay, you are always going to have other shit that you can just go jump into, but getting that stuff done and starting your day off knowing that is you get, you are now in that mental state to you even before you start working on any of it, you've already switched your mind on to, I need to go, I, I need to make sure that I have this meeting with this person at this time. Like, I, what, what are we going to accomplish in that? I need to uh, write this up and then I need to, maybe it's just maybe get my workout in at this time. And right. knowing that, okay, those three things done. Anything else is just icing on the cake type thing. Absolutely. I mean, we all know, uh, to talk on your point, we all know what we have to do every day. Even if you don't own a business, right? Like, you know that you have to get up, you have to go to work, you have to perform, you have to do those. But that's on average, you know, six to eight hours of your day, right? And if you're awake for 16 hours a day, that still leaves you with anywhere Probably from- half your day. Right. And every, some people, yeah, half your day um, to do so many other things, right? <laughs> and people are like, well, I have kids or I have this. And I, yeah, you're not the first ones to have kids and, I don't, and, <laughs> and still get a workout in, right? And so it's all about priorities. And I think that I, I'll blame, sometimes I blame our, our industry and overcomplicating it, right? So imagine that somebody did for five days in a row did 30 push-ups, 30 body weight squats, and 30 sit-ups. That's it, right? How long do you think that would take somebody? I mean, even if they're just not completely new to it, 20 minutes, like if they're not really good at it, something like that. 20 minutes. Or let's say I don't have 20 minutes. Okay, in a row, fine. Do you have 10 that you could do 15 in the morning, 15, 15, 15, and then 15 at night? If you can't find 20 minutes a day to take care of your body or move your body, then you need to take a serious look in the mirror about what you're doing every single day and like start there because I'm extremely, extremely busy and I can still make time. Oh, Joel, you work in a gym though. Yeah, I work in a gym. I don't live in the gym. I work also, in the gym. How many gym owners actually even like to work out in their own gym? I hate it. Everything else that's going on. I ha absolutely hate it. I absolutely hate it. I prefer to go somewhere else. I actually paid a different coach for six years because that's I had to get out of my own gym. All right I'm now, I'm bringing that up because it's such a common thing to to hear to see for people. It really is. I'm I'm like a pretty bird person. So like, if I'm in my own gym, there's a million other things I could be doing, um, or working on shooting content, doing all these different things. And so it's, I'm easily distracted if I don't if I don't make it a priority. And I actually was thinking about this today. I've going to go start looking at some different gyms to start working out in um, because I need to, I need to get out. I need to be out of my gym. Um, but yeah, I think people need to realize that it doesn't need to be so convoluted and so complicated, like starting to work out, starting to move your body, like stop overthinking it and just start moving. Start with that to be your goal. 30, 30 body weight squats, 30. And if you can't even squat, right, sit YouTube it to show, learn how to squat, right sit down to a chair and stand up 30 times push-ups 
okay, your elbow hurts, your shoulder hurts. It's going to hurt anyway. Get down on the floor and then stand up. That's it. Do that 10 times. And then sit up. Fine, you can't do a sit up. Do a crunch. It, yeah, well, crunches hurt my back. Okay, do a plank. Well, I can't plank for very long. We'll start at five seconds and then keep working on it. Like, you can, you can do it. Like, just move. Just move. I just have a hard time with people these days when it, they tell me that they don't have time. It's just so, I, it's, it's BS to me. So, well, and part of what you said, like just that, I mean, I don't do necessarily the setups, but I will do push-ups throughout the day. I'll do squats throughout the day. Uh, I'm a physical therapist. So yeah, there is like, I have a squat rack, so I'll do pull-ups throughout the day. But I mean, those three movements and I'll, I'll do some lunges throughout the day. Like those four things, basically I'll do five here, 10 there, and it adds up. I'm sure that I'm doing third, more than 30. Uh, and even if you don't have that type of equipment, um, I mean, it's easy to basically everybody has like, uh, well, their body, so they can just do some squats or lunges, if nothing else, and some push-ups, uh, just in even an office setting, like it's really not that hard. Uh, and I think it's one of those two, the, the taboo of moving, I mean, between like standing desks, between people walking, like just going like at their lunch breaks and that kind of stuff, that's kind of out the window. Now you don't have this, like, Oh, you just have to sit at your desk for eight hours mentality anymore, uh, going on for most people as is. Well, and I think a lot of companies realize that, now that's why you have wellness departments that's why you have you know um because they realize that the health of their employees is a lot of times the health of the company so a lot of companies are encouraging people to get up and move throughout their day or after or before that's why they provide discounts for people like me or you or you know what I mean? Like they provide partnerships with companies where they get discounts to go to these places or they bring in yoga instructors for lunch at yoga, lunch and learns. And there's so many things like I, I, I literally for every opportunity there is to be unhealthy. There is an opportunity to be healthy. Like it's a yin and yang. Like, okay, I don't have time to meal prep. Okay. Well now there's people who will deliver you healthy food that's cooked and all you have to do is put it in the microwave and in that you can just take it with you, put it in the microwave at work. Um, you'll actually probably save time and your health instead of getting up, going out the door, getting in your car, going to McDonald's, ordering whatever you want to order and then coming back and then feeling like crap the rest of the day. Well, the, you know, the, those meal prep services, they cost money, right? They do. So does McDonald's and the gas and your time. And it's, it's, it's I just, there's, Every, there's people have to realize, and I think people have to wake up and realize that um, that their excuses are just with technology these days and so many different businesses that are out there. There's no, there's just no time isn't an excuse. Money can't be an excuse. Like it's just what you prioritize, like we talked about. So, yeah. One thing, Joel, I'm curious. So, you're a big golfer. Mm -hmm. you live in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. How does that add up most of the year for you? <laughs> what do you like to do just to get outside? I mean, do, do you take trips? What, what does that look like for so, you? So thank gosh, I'm a, I'm a, if I was a golfer in another state where I could play golf all year round, I'd be a homeless golfer. Um, <laughs> and I would have to work at a golf course um, because I would get nothing done. Um, so it's the perfect thing for me to be in Minnesota. Um, it gives me an excuse to travel and play golf in the winter sometimes. Um, but it also... Uh, it, it, we have the four seasons. We, I actually get to play golf. Um, we'll, last year it started late, but and ended early this year, a little bit early. But you, we get to play golf here about seven months out of the year, so it's not bad. Um, how does that look? Well, right now it doesn't look very good um, out here. 
I'm looking out the window right now, but it's actually like almost 40 degrees outside here in Minnesota right now, which is good. But we have different things. We have simulators. We have uh, indoor golf domes. We have we have a Top Golf now. If you've heard of Top Golf, um, they built one. No, what is that? It's like a think of a bowling alley for uh, golf. So they have targets like placed out in this open area, and then they have bays that you can rent and you go and it's like a game. So you can play games with your friends. They have food. It's an event center. They have food. They have a lot of times they have music. Like um, it's pretty cool. Actually. It's a lot of fun. Um, I haven't gone yet. Uh, they just opened in October. Um, but there's that too. And so, yeah, there's lots of different ways to get it going and keep it going. But like I said, for me, it's perfect because I need to work and um, <laughs> I need to do my job sometimes. And so uh, being a Minnesota golfer has just been perfect for my entrepreneurship ventures. Very cool. Well, so going into entrepreneurship then too, who would be in your mastermind? Maybe like top five people dead, alive, doesn't matter. Like who would you want in like your ultimate personal mastermind? Ooh, this is good. Uh, so my mentor and the guy whose mastermind I'm actually in, I want him, Chris Harder, um, Napoleon Hill. <laughs> There's, I mean, the, the originator of masterminds. It's, it's something against that, yeah. I would go Jay Shetty. Um, I'm not sure of the name, Jay Shetty. Jay Shetty. You can just pull him up on the gram. All right. Um, you'll, you'll see. He's probably one of the most viral uh, people right now. Okay. If, um, and he's Indian, so there's that. Um, <laughs> uh, who else would I want in my mastermind? Oh my gosh, this is a really great question. So Chris, we have Napoleon Hill, Jay Shetty. I would go Tony Robbins, because that guy just gets you excited. It doesn't matter. And um, I would go either Richard Branson or Elon Musk. I mean, you can't, like I said, about five, you could add them all in there. I mean, yeah. There's, yeah. There's something to be said. I mean, Richard Branson still impresses me, but Elon Musk, I don't know why it takes the cake. There's just something about his drive, about his just like, he really does not care. Like he is all in it to get done what he thinks is best. And like, just what his just passions absolutely are. Like, I feel like there's, part of it is like what interests me about him. Like, it seems like there's no play like Richard Banson plays. And I like, I think I like that more mm-hmm. about him. Uh, but there's just this, uh, I mean, almost stupid drive uh, that, that, that he has like just for going to Mars, like that's it. That's it. Or just yeah. build, d- digging a tunnel from what is it? LA to San Francisco. I mean, right. Who does that, but it's incredible. Right. And it just shows you the possibilities of like what thought can do. Right. Cause yeah. how many people have said, Oh man, wouldn't it be cool? Oh yeah. It'd be cool. Like he, not only does he probably think it's going to be cool, but then he's like, but we're going to do it. Right. But this is what we're going to do. <laughs> so like, it's not even good. like, why don't we just do it? Like, and I think that's, uh, I think a lot of times we see that that's a lost art with a lot of people. Sure. Um, not just the talk is, is the, the follow through on it, the follow through or the, if you can, like, I truly believe if you can think it, it can happen. Yeah. Right. It's just finding a way to happen. So then he surrounds himself with the people that can find a, a way to happen to make those things right. happen. He's not the one doing everything, but he no. knows he can figure out, he, he's going to find somebody that can do it. And if they say, I can't do it, well, I'm moving on and finding somebody else. So, and we will even relate that back to health. Think about people right now. Oh man, I got a hundred pounds to lose or I got a, um, I can't do this because my knees hurt. Well, you can, you can, 
You just have to make a decision and surround yourself with the people who can show you the way. And the, like I said, it's a lost, it's a lost mindset with people because I think that they, you know, it was attributed to health. Um, I think that they, they lost the idea that they can, they've got so used to the idea that they can't do this or they can't do that. How many times people say, Oh, I can't do this a day versus, Oh, I can do this. You know what I mean? So it makes a huge difference. It makes a huge difference. And so, um, those, those are the type of people like, and that's what I try and really instill in like my people is like taking the, I can'ts to the, I can's that, or I did, or we've done, or this is what we're going to do. Like, yeah, there's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like this, we're going to lose, we're going to lose 15 pounds. We're going to lose 50 pounds. We're, it's not just about weight loss or we're going to, we're going to squat 400 pounds. We're just going to go do it. Not like just go do it. Like, Hey, we're going to put you on a bar. You never squatted before, but we're going to get there. You know what I mean? And, and finding those people that can take you from a bar to 65 pounds to 200 pounds to 400 pounds. Like it's not a linear progress, but somebody who knows that knows how to progress that they're going to help you along the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. Um, there's just, there's that thing where, People, I, I think too, like, especially with people, especially as they get busier as their lives go on, you know, and the, you, people are talking in their thirties their forties, you know, their fifties and some of those years where it's very crucial, the pendulum could swing both ways. You could choose to be extremely healthy and th- create those habits, you know, in the, in your thirties, or you could, the pendulum could swing the other way where you're so focused on everything else in your life. Um, the pendulum swings the other way. And then what happens is when you hit about 55, you're going, Oh crap. Now I have the rest of my life. Yeah. I want to feel good again. What does this look like? My kids are gone. This is, uh, this is done. I'm about to retire. Um, I think it's so important for people to, instead of say, oh, I can't do this because of my kids. I can't do this because of my job. I can't do this because of this or that or whatever. It starts to say, shift that and say, what, well, what, if, what if you started saying, I can do it. I can find 10 minutes a day. I can find 20 minutes a day. I can find time to go to the gym. I can bring my kids with me. I can find a gym that allows me to bring my children with me. So I'm setting the example for my children. I can start to just take a walk for 30 minutes a day. If that mindset changes, I think a lot of things would change for a lot of people. So I, I like that you bring up the kids one. I mean, that's one that hits close to me, but hey, there's really like uh, an hour and a half ago, like I was out in the garage, our one-year-old, he's banging on the glass door, like looking out at me, uh, but his mom, like, hey, she's, she's watching the boys. Like, and then after we're done talking today, like, Hey, I made the time hour that we could talk. And then I, I'm going to give her that time now too, that she can go work out. And part of it is just that communication with those around you, the people that you live with, the people that you work with, like you have to, you have to have everybody in on it. It's not just, Hey, like you can't just also say that you're going to do it. It's like, Hey, we're talking like it's that is that positive mindset, like that type of thing, like saying I can do it. But then it's, hey, you talked about going back to your morning routine is setting up those things. So it's it's making sure that you have the time built in your day. It's maybe talking with, uh, if you're living with somebody, if you're working with somebody, like you all have to be on that page because if you're not, it's, it's another obstacle that's going to get on the way and it's not going to happen until you make sure that everybody's on that same page too. Right. A hundred percent. You gotta, you gotta recruit a tribe that's going to help you get to where your goals are. Um, tribe is a hot word right now because of one of my friends, Lori. Um, and I hear about it, but if it is your environment, it is your tribe. Um, if your significant other isn't going to support you in your health goals, that makes it really, really hard. 
um, or they aren't on board. I've ran into it before where they almost get, people will get sabotaged by their significant other. So really being, I think one of those steps is really being clear about what you want to them so they can't, and then allowing them to support you in whatever way they can. And if they choose maybe not to support you, um, but still having that onus and it being okay, you have to make a decision for yourself that your health is your number one priority because if you, it's the, it's the most selfless thing that you can do is be healthy. <laughs> yeah, it is because here's the thing: if you get sick and you can't take care of yourself, guess what? Then you're a pain in the ass. Excuse my French, but right, like, no, you you are absolutely now becoming a burden on somebody else, uh, mm-hmm. and now they have to try and take care of themselves and take care of you. And sure, it's going to happen. Like there are absolutely going to be injuries, uh, things that come up, but trying to to help everybody like you need to help yourself and then you can the, it goes back to the 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 on the airplane the the oxygen mask thing like mm-hmm. that's i think always like the 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 epitome of the example is if you're not going to be able to breathe like you can't help other people breathe right exactly so i don't know where we got like it was like this badge of honor that everybody's so busy to take care of themselves or is too busy to take care of themselves. It was almost people were wearing it as a badge of honor. I've got kids, I've got a job, I've got, you know, all these activities and this and this and this and people's health were, is failing, it's failing. And then people are sick. And, and then it leads, I mean, we don't have to get into all the roads that it leads down, but all because people can't find 30 minutes a day to move their body. <laughs> are you effing kidding me? Like, 30 minutes a day to move your body seven days a week, be active, do something. And it would change so much. And I guarantee you, there's a lot of people right now in their fifties and sixties looking back and say, man, if I'd have just spent 30 minutes a day, what would have my, what would my health look like right now? Don't be that person. I, I don't, don't want look back person. and say, what if? Yeah. Yeah. What if don't that, especially something so simple, so simple. Right. So yeah. All right, Joel, it sounds like, hey, you're reading at least every other day. You listen to something every other day. Like, What's the one or two things in the last year or two that you have just learned that has really maybe changed your life, like changed the, the, the way that you go about whether it's your, your health, your day, your businesses, whatever that might look like? Ooh, um, this last year has been, um, actually for me personally, it's been actually kind of a roller coaster. Business, it, business is great, but there was been some huge challenges personally. Uh, for me, relationships. My relationship was a challenge, um, and I had to really set going through it. I had to really learn how to become extremely intentional, intentional. Um, because and 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 what I mean by that is I had to become better about the way I start my day. So I talk about, and I used to dabble in this stuff before, but this year was like, no, like no matter what, these are your non-negotiables every single day. And that was one, taking care of my health, working out no matter what. Um, Two uh, was being intentional with my time and every conversation and every meeting that I have. So what I mean by that, um, if I was not even feeling like being in session, I had to change my state before I had to get in there, right? Um, because of all the outside things that were going on. So I would literally, I, I'm a huge believer in um, motion and creates emotion. Motion it creates, creates emotion. So I would do like 25 jumping jacks before I go into session and would change my state. 
and it would immediately put a smile on my face, right? Or it would put my mind in a place where I knew I could be intentional with that client at that time, even though it felt like maybe the world outside was falling apart. So I learned how to be intentional with every single interaction, every single day, because it was what helped me hold on to everything um, and keep things, keep things moving the direction that needed to keep moving. And it's just been a game changer for me. And I think so many people just kind of, I used to just kind of go through my day. Like I had things to do, you know, this, this, and this. But when I learned to apply that and that philosophy of just being hyper intentional about my interactions and my days uh, and, and being very protective of my time when it came to m taking care of my mind and taking care of my health, those that was the biggest game changer for me. Thank you for sharing that, Joel. I, I, and that's something I'm, I'm looking back kind of like uh, over the last few years for myself. And it's, I can't have people working around me in my clinic um, when they are bringing in basically their other, their other baggage, I guess, if you will. And I think it's, it's the same thing. Like you can't have that because you're having people that are going to come in and Hey, they just had something happen at work. They just had something happen with their kids. And, they're coming to you for that hour and you have to be able to separate and maybe you had stuff happen too. You can't bring that baggage. Like you're the one that's there for them physically, emotionally, mentally, like all of those things are, are, are coming through you and you have to be in that right state mm -hmm. for them at that point, because otherwise maybe, okay, when you close the gym at the end of the day, or when you turn off, uh, like when we're done talking here, maybe there's something that came on before we were got on, right? but you have to let that go. Otherwise, you know what, how that's going to affect all the listeners. And that's not going to be basically the, the fair thing, I guess, to do for them, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And if there's one thing I can tell people, is like if you start to live your life with intention, it's amazing the things that will turn, right? So it, I think it all comes down to that. Instead of just mindlessly living, right? Let's, let's start to put some thought to everything. Why not? Like, of course, it's nice to just relax and you know, do nothing for a day or, you know, just kind of let the day go. We all have to have those, right? Absolutely. But if you have goals in your job, if you have goals with your family, if you have goals in any part of your life, if you have ambition, if you have goals in any part of your life, right? Why not apply intentionality in the way that you approach everything that you're going to do? Even if it is being intentional about your playtime, right? I'm intentional about my time of play. Um, because I, I have to learn to shut my mind off. I'm intentional about taking time. Just, I have stupid idea time every week, like where I spend an hour just writing out every dumb idea that comes to my head, you know, throughout the week. So I'm going to hold on. I want, I want to hold up there. I, I don't think that's a dumb idea kind of thing though. Like that's not about dumb ideas. That's about like creativity and you're going to get things in there that most people are just going to overlook because they're not going to take the time to actually sit down and write those and actually then take time to cultivate those ideas too, because that's an awesome thing. If you, if you could you expand on this a little bit more? Cause I have a feeling you're onto something here that most people are going to say, Oh, whatever. I don't have time to do that. If you don't have time to do something like this, you're going to miss out on a lot of parts of life. Seriously. Stupid idea time is the best time because so like I sit down with a notebook and I lose the notebook sometimes. So now I take pictures on my phone of like the notes. <laughs> I, you should see my, you should see my office or my desk at my gym. It's like yellow pads. Right. Um, I literally will sit down and I do this. I, I've 
my, my buddy of mine, Mike Zeller. Um, you should, you should reach out to him and have him on this podcast. You'd really, really like him. Um, he taught me, um, a lot. He's taught me a lot. And he taught me this last year that, um, setting time for to like my phones are off and I, I'm sitting there with a the yellow pad and to really just w- like create a space where I can create vision, you know, and have vision, um, whether that's for my life, whether that's for my business, um, whether that's for my relationships. Um, so I, I call it stupid idea time. There's a couple other people I've, I'm friends with who call it stupid idea time. Um, <laughs> because I, I, I write down the things that maybe are just, maybe like maybe it's like one of those Elon Musk things where, oh, let's create an underground tunnel to go from San Francisco to LA, how that relates to me. Um, I really want to take a trip to Scotland and Ireland, you know, in the next three months. Stupid idea. Cause how would that, but if I put that out there into the universe, like it's things, it's amazing how things start to kind of cultivate and move around that. Um, personalized group training was a stupid idea time thing. I didn't know what it was a stupid idea time back then when I would write out those things and like spend a little time doing it. Um, but now I do it every single week and I write anything like it. But I look how one of those things has completely transformed your entire life. Well, you think about this, think about Amazon prime, right? That was a stupid, do you know the story about this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This was a, share with everybody, please. It was a stupid idea, right? Someone was like, well, what if we charged everybody a yearly fee instead of shipping every time and then gave them free shipping two days, sh- two to three days shipping. And they're like, Oh, okay. So they, how do we do this then? How do we do it? Then it became how we did it. And Amazon prime. Are you kidding me? That's like a billion dollar idea. Yeah. Billions. <laughs> it's of the B that came from a stupid idea, right? Basically a stupid, like a brainstorming session. But look how that has not just changed like a couple of people's lives. Like look how that's changed the world. Mm-hmm. It's changed the world. It's changed the world. And so, so I encourage people, I don't care if you're working a job. I don't care if you are an entrepreneur, like to have stupid idea time, even if it's once a month, like just and I think this down. goes back to Napoleon Hill there. Like we were mm-hmm. talking about him before, or you brought him up for like a mastermind. It's like, no, this is, this is what he thought about, like sitting down, like, and he's, he's trying to connect with those people dead or alive. Like what would they think of basically one of those stupid ideas and how would they go about it? Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. And it, it's, it's, a, it's such a game changer. It is such a game changer. And some of them just remain stupid ideas, but you know. But that's the thing. You, you take that time to, okay, maybe this isn't, okay. We, we talk about, okay, well, he's do, Elon Musk is doing a tunnel from uh, LA to San Francisco. Well, why don't they do one from LA to New York? Well, that's not really my wheelhouse. I don't really, if that was there and I could use it, I'm going to use it, but I don't want to be the one to, uh, maybe I came up with that idea, but then I'm letting it go. Cause it's, it's not for me to do. Mm-hmm. But again, if you come up with something like that, personalized group training, if you come up with something like I, I'm looking at my water bottle, a different way to have, make a water bottle. Mm-hmm. And then it's all of a sudden, wait, I, that really would have a major impact on my life. I want to pursue this. Who can I reach out to? Hey, maybe I reach out to Joel. Joel, do you know anybody who makes water bottles? And it's, it's just like, it goes from there. It, it, you can take it wherever you want now. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I'll give you an example of stupid idea. I thought of the other day I was on a ba- uh, high-end baby changing table that like a man changing, t- we call it the man changing table. So it's <laughs> okay. like everything. So you think about, you know, it's kind of a stereotype, but like you think 
women are better at changing diapers than men because men don't know where everything is or whatever. Maybe some guy, nothing, maybe no offense to anybody. No, my wife is so much better at like, <laughs> it'll take her 30 seconds like to clean like this like nasty looking diaper. And I'm like in there for like five minutes, like where the hell? Like, right. I, I know right. you're going back. So yeah. you have a man changing table and the man changing table brings you through the step-by-step process by hitting for men. So we keep it super simple. Button one. Okay. You hook your baby by upside down you know, is that legal? Can you hook a baby upside down? Um, you know, by these things. And then it has, you hit one, two, the hose comes out and you spray the baby down. You know what I mean? Like you spray the baby down and then, you know, hit button three, the door pulls out and there's the, there's the towel to dry your baby off. And then the diaper, you know, and then you put the diaper back on, it shows you how to do it. You could have a visual thing of like, so it was just a stupid idea, but I was thinking about it. I was like, God, there's probably a market for that. Cause you could sell anything right now. And it, just and if it changes. makes people's lives easier, if it really yeah. truly does help them out, mm-hmm. why not? How many men would we impact with a man right. changing table, right? You could put in things like you, so you don't miss like the, like, let's say, honey, I need you to go change a table, but you're watching the game, right? So you have this little like TV that comes out <laughs> so you don't have to miss the game, right? Maybe you could have like a little refrigerator. You could have a beer there's, while you're There's three different models, right? There, yeah. There's the, there's your basic model who just gets it done. And then there's the, the game day model. There's the, all right, <laughs> See, really now can go somewhere with this. Yeah, now we're talking. You can you can have that idea. Somebody's listening and they're like, "Oh my god, I'm in the baby changing t- business. We could do this." And uh, great, that's awesome. So, yeah, stupid idea time. It's it's pretty it's pretty a remarkable thing, and it allows you to work. You know, we all have you touched on it. We all have our areas of genius, and I think when we um, we lose that sometimes in the business world because uh, we get so stuck in doing the do. And this allows you to step back and really create a vision for your life and create a vision for your, for your brand, for your, for your business, for whatever it is that you want to create vision for. And it just, it just allows you that freedom to think and be, like you said, creative and just flow and get into flow and be like, just, just open with yourself. And I, I love it. It's the best thing. It's been the biggest game changer. So well, Joe, there've been just some awesome ideas going around here. Like everything's flowing. And, and as we're coming to the end of our conversation, like what do you want to leave people with? I mean, sure. Like where everybody can find you, that type of thing. But what is, what is like maybe the one thing do you want everybody to just get out of this conversation or just where you've been in general over the last year? Like what can you share with people that they can really take home and maybe take to their stupid idea time and, and have something <laughs> to ruminate from? Yeah, we have, we've touched on so much. Um, you know, I think for the, like the listeners, whether you're, um, if you're in business right now, if you're in, um, any sort of, if we're all in business, let's just put it that way, whether you work for somebody or you don't, um, I really want, I'll tie it all in. So we all talk about our health. Um, we talk about time, money, all these things. And we talk about business. And one, one of the bigger things I've learned this year um, is the law of income. The law of income states um, your income will only reflect the amount of people that you impact. Does that make sense? So, and it doesn't discriminate. So people always say, well, why don't teachers make as much as NFL players, right? Or why do teachers, why do firefighters not make as much as um, Donald Trump? Okay. Think about every time somebody turns on the TV on a Sunday to watch football. 
right? They're impacting, those NFL players are impacting millions of people. That's my point, right? That's why they get paid. Teacher, 30 kids, 30, 40 years of teaching, you do the math, um, maybe thousands of students throughout their career, but they're paid in accordance to that. So now, how could a teacher make more money, right? So, and I'll, I'll tie this all in. A teacher could come up with a, let's say an online program to help students learn faster, something faster, right? Um, and then sell that and impact millions of students who need to learn something faster. And I guarantee you, if they do that, they, and they sell that idea or that program or that whatever, they'll make the kind of money an NFL player does because their impact has increased, correct? So when people talk about, I, I started to really, I, when I started to get, you know, you go into business and you don't know what you're doing um, because I, sometimes I still don't think I know what I'm doing, um, but you focus on the money, you focus on the monetary things and the, when it, money becomes a stressor and it's not, it, it, it can really change the direction of like the trajectory of your life. And I think money is a, something that's really stresses people out. And because of that, they give up their health um, because they are trying to earn money for their kids. They're trying to earn money to pay their bills or trying to do whatever. And so it's a driver in, a, it can either be a driver in a good way or a bad way. So when you, how I'm tying this all together is what I would love for people to do is instead of waking up and thinking about all the things that you have to do today and how you can't make your health a priority is instead start with a mindset of how many people, what can you do to make an impact when you wake up during the day? So from every interaction that you have, how can you make a positive impact? Because when you start to make an impact in people's lives, you don't focus on the things that don't matter. Money is going to be money. Um, you start to make an impact. And when you start to make an impact, um, people, your life, people are going to start to come to you and impact your life. And so you'll notice that as you make more of an impact in people's lives, you're going to notice that you are going to have more, it's going to create more time because you're going to start to think of the world in a different way. Does that make sense? You're going to start to think of your life in a different way. And that was one of the biggest game changers for me this, you know, through this entrepreneurship journey is I started to focus on an impact because I used to be the same guy. Like, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. I don't have time. But when you, when I switch my focus to making an impact in people's lives, my time freedom started to come around because I started to be more and it's, it all becomes a mindset. I know this is a little rambly. So, um, but focus on impact. And that is one of the biggest things I could really leave with people because it will change the way that you live your life. Bar none, bar none. I, I, I think that is fantastic. And where, where can find, where can everybody just find that uh, impact that you're making? If, they, if they're looking to find you, where, you can, where do they go? You can go um, on Instagram. I'm Joel Eshelman. Um, I'm, we'll just go there. You can reach me from that Instagram there, or you can uh, email me at trainwithapex.com. Um, or you can go to my website and email me there. Um, there's a link that comes straight to me. Um, I'm on Facebook, so feel free. I have one of those public Facebook pages too, so you can right. follow me on there. Um, or you can, uh, yeah, that would be a great place to find me as well. So Joel, I, I think that's an awesome way to, to kind of bring it to close, like making an impact in, in any, any part of life that you want. So I, I think you're making an awesome impact for people here. Uh, thank you again so much. Well, this has been fantastic. Just everything that you've had to share. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on and uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully connecting and continuing our journey. So right on. thank you. Appreciate it. So much gratitude. Thank you so much.